Since we last convened here at the old album listening club, uh, how's everybody doing? I am here, of course, with my best pals, Taylor. Hello there. Byron Halter. Howdy, howdy. And Boner. Yo. And since it's been a while since we've done one of these, and this might be your first time checking it out, basically the rundown is like somebody in the group suggests an album, we all listen to it for two weeks or two and a half months, Um, and then we reconvene to talk about that album. So with that out of the way, I'm going to throw the podcast steering wheel over to our man of the hour who chose the last album that we were to listen to for this podcast. Byron Halcher, the show's yours. Okay, awesome. Well, uh, I guess to kick it off uh, this week, um, this month, this year, uh, as it were, uh, uh, Mm -hmm. Um, I, I threw not, uh, not just an album by like a single artist, but an album by essentially an entire, uh, like I, a, a couple years ago, maybe it would be called like a record collective or something like that. Uh, but at this point, like records aren't really a thing anymore. Um, but it's like an entire production studio called PC music. Uh, and it's, it's, they're absolutely nuts. Uh, and in, in 2015, they released PC music volume one. Um, which is like a compilation of, of some of their hits, uh, air quotes. Um, and, and that's, that's, uh, that's what I, we, we had done a little hip hop, a little rock. So I wanted to throw uh, a little pop into the mix for the album listening club. Cool. Cool. So how do you want to start the discussion, Byron? Um, oh geez. It's like totally up to me. Well, I, I want yeah. to know you guys, uh, uh, <laughs> I wanted to know you guys like first impressions. Uh, uh, um, I, I guess before I get get into maybe a little bit of background about the PC music. Absolutely, go for it. Um, nine seconds was the amount of time that I listened to the first track before turning it off on my initial <laughs> attempt to listen to it. Nine <laughs> seconds. That's pretty good. Uh, my original thought uh, while turning it on for the first time was um that I accidentally turn on the panty and stocking soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. What about uh, you, Taylor? Oh boy. Uh my first time. Uh how do I explain my first time? My first time I threw this on in my car, so I ended up listening to kind of the whole thing in one blunt force uh <laughs> sort of run. And I think my first my first question about this was are they joking? I I I think maybe it's like the musical equivalent of Poe's law uh which if if you might be be unfamiliar with it uh uh is like at a certain point like parody becoming indistinguishable from the thing that it's parodying. 
Um, and I, I feel like there's something like that where it maybe it's like a joke, but like, so what? <laughs> it's a joke that it's a joke that went horribly awry. It's a it's a joke that has, or maybe like the joke itself is is more. Po- I don't know. I I feel like it kind of goes in. Uh, it feels somewhere like in a like you know uh, uh what, did, what was it, a couple years ago? Obviously, like vaporwave and kind of these like joke musical genres that are really like more popular as jokes themselves almost yeah except macintosh plus is brilliant (laughs) okay so 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 give us some background is this a joke because i honestly cannot tell i i mean as far as i know uh these people are absolutely serious like so the main core of pc music uh is ag cook and and danny harrell uh as far as i'm aware um and these are these are two two producers from the UK um, who got together, I think, in like 2012, 2013, something like that, um, and started kind of producing uh, this music. And it was like, uh, especially the early stuff, like it's very infused with like, I don't know, like mall culture and like Japanese Harajuku. And it's just like it's all of this like different uh, 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 like cutesiness in like a very like uh, uh lisa frank kind of way i guess that that was what somebody described it to me was like lisa frank techno it's like Um, how how much vapidness can we possibly throw into a condensed three minute cube and how long will it take people to get real annoyed with it it, it, exactly but it's funny because these the producers like uh, uh i don't know if if any of you guys um went out and listened to like any sets or something like that, but like Danielle Harrow and AG Cook have like amazing boiler room sets, um, where it's it's not uh, like this is like very overproduced like poppy, but their uh, their their style of like uh, of DJing is like very rough and like uh, uh, deconstructing. I think like pop music more than like this is like the reconstruction of pop music. I have a friend that does DJ sets, and that's really all I know about DJing. To be fair. <laughs> Um, I've listened to one of his sets and thought, wow, there's, uh, there's sounds going on here. (laughs) What would you say the genre of this music is called? Because everybody's Wikipedia page just has like the same meaningless labels like pop electro. I'm, I still don't know what electro is because like I've heard that used to describe eighties industrial and then also stuff like this. So, so (laughs) if we, if we had to. Get out our label gun and you know just just slap one on there. What what would we want to call this music? Uh, oh boy, hyper pop. I don't know. It's something like that. Like that's I feel more than like electronic or like something like that. Like it's definitely the pop influence on like the whole thing is what's like I don't know. Post pop is that a genre? I think I think it that, is, but <laughs> like I'm not sure that would like. I fucking hate genres. I just like I I can see where like quote unquote pop comes into this because throughout this whole thing you've got a lot of love and forever together forever. Man, they love that fucking that rhyme scheme right there. <laughs> together forever. They fucking really love it. But if I'm to say anything, like I get sort of that's where the pop influence comes from yeah. with all these lovey dovey lyrics and like put on top of these really squirrely kind of uh, instrumentals and production 
like, you know, I guess I can see it as a weird deconstruction of pop music. I, I don't really see it as a reconstruction, though. I'm not sure. I don't know if any of you have been in a Hollister or an Abercrombie and Fitch in the past five years, but <laughs> what I associate this music with is being in a department store where everything's lit incredibly harsh and the music is incredibly loud because uh, they're trying to rush you in your decision to buy some clothes of dubious monetary value and get out of there as quickly as possible and th they achieve that by a full sensory overload but wrapped in a bubblegum package i guess is how, yeah this is definitely this mall music maybe that would be the genre uh that's i call it bubblegum techno <laughs> bubblegum techno i like, like it i, I kind of miss um the t term that was starting around like maybe a decade ago for corn and slipknot and limp biscuit is mall metal <laughs> and I guess I guess yeah. you could I guess mall yeah mall techno or mall dance. Well, it it reminded what what drew me to it uh, was like I I used to listen to like a lot of happy hardcore music, uh, and this yeah. like uh, yeah yeah, and I feel like this like definitely has like that influence or like this is definitely people who like a decade or so ago were listening to happy. Absolutely, hardcore. yeah, I, I definitely uh, see that. Uh, so, so, so maybe there's like something to that where it's like, it's using a lot of the same, like almost like production and like the sounds, like it, it's pulling from the same sounds. I feel of a yeah. lot of those, like, uh, those like happy hardcore songs, uh, yeah. but, but, but slowed down a little. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Oh man. I, uh, so, so I, that was so I, I, I heard about a year ago, I started listening to them. I followed them on SoundCloud because um, they, they released all of their music for free. Um, I, can there, so, I can see why. I can see why. I'm so sorry. Out, I'm sorry. Uh, folks yeah. out there. Yeah, with, with clothes that Abercrombie or Hollister can't sell, they destroy them rather than donating them or marking them down and selling them to like uh, markdown wholesalers because they don't want to devalue their brand. But um, it's odd that this... Basically, they're giving it away because maybe that's almost like an admission that it has no value. Or maybe I'm giving them too much credit. I definitely don't know if you'd be able to sell people this music, <laughs> at least to tell you. I mean, they. I think like there are some tracks and they are, do have some of this like on iTunes. Yeah. Um, like Every Night by Hannah Diamond is on yeah, iTunes. That's why, there you go. Okay, and yeah. That, and that starts us out. Uh, on the album like that is the first track i heard going all the way back to probably like may or june of last year yeah that's our... that's, that's probably like the big not their, their big one but uh that that's definitely the one once they had started making music i think that 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 kind of got like the big wave um when that when that one dropped hannah diamond is definitely like one of the uh, I, I guess as so. So as we'll go through the album, like each track um, is by by uh, one of kind of like a couple of different artists or artists and producer pairs. And Hannah Diamond is definitely, I think, the one that's kind of like the the representation of PC music. And it's specifically uh, Ag Cook, um, who's like one half of of PC music. Really, does all of the production himself on all of the Hannah Diamond tracks. Mm. Um, so. Any any last uh, uh, for any last first impressions before we dive into it? I do have one. <laughs> Go for it. So my first thought about this was, 
that it's all made by the same person. And because everything sounds exactly the same. <laughs> and then later, I did a little research, and I'm like, oh no, they really are all different people. And then later, to and late, and then even later, as in right before we recorded this, I was digging a little deeper, and I found out that new evidence suggests that indeed my first impression may have been correct. Because <laughs> a lot of the artist titles you're about to hear are aliases, and nobody yep. knows for sure like exactly who's who yes and all of the pitch shifted vocals kind of blur the line even further because you know that's yeah i i i definitely think like that's that's what i mean there's definitely like ag cook and danny harrow which are like the official names uh of two of the producers who do it and they represent definitely like 75 percent um, at least of the album, and then there's yeah some of them, and, and the rest of them that I don't know. I that's I I also kind of assume that they're just like random aliases for those same people. Yeah, so I, I think Hannah Diamond is a real person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think I, I, yeah, not a Vocaloid. Yeah, and, <laughs> well, <laughs> not shifted and auto tuned as all the vocals on this are. You'd be hard pressed to pick out one particular talent. <laughs> They've also said that they liked taking people who didn't make music and then getting them to record music with them. <laughs> it shows! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but let's pass it back to Byron to introduce us to the album proper. Sure, sure. Um, so, uh, uh, first track uh, we have is Every Night uh, by Hannah Diamond. Um, and it, it definitely like I, I, I think it definitely sets the tone. Uh, definitely <laughs> like the, the track to go like nine seconds into and then quit. Um, I, I I wonder how many times you had to do that uh, for the rest of the album as well. Well, most of the time I was listening to it while playing video games, so I just kind of like let it <laughs> let it run on in the background. Let its gloriousness wash over you. Yeah, uh, so it's definitely like uh, uh, this like bubblegum, bubblegum like pop song, uh, like you said, and like uh, uh, it hits like all of these. It's it's very tropey, I guess is what I mean. Like it, it feels like if I was trying to like write a pop song in like middle school or something like that, which I feel I don't know as much as. It, it kind of like you guys wondering it's a joke. It's like I'm also wondering like how whether this is, like, a real attempt by, like, someone at Lyrics, or whether this is just, like, purposefully, like, childish. Yeah, and she sounds like a child. She sounds like a 12-year-old British girl uh, trying to sing, like, this really... It's this really bubblegummy, like, infantile view of romance, I guess. Yeah. Um, And the lyrics are just, like, the most cumbersome. I... Like, if I was a teacher grading this, it's it's just like one big run-on sentence. <laughs> I bet Together Forever is somewhere in there. I... Probably. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> this is like... Not uh, this actually, hold on. I'm, I'm pulling up the lyrics right oh now. Together God. Forever <laughs> is not in this song. Oh, my God. Why don't you, why don't you just keep a, um, you know, a find uh, control F uh, with those words in it as we go through every every lyric sheet on this album. If this was a video pod- 
if this was a video podcast, this is this would be where I'd edit in the counter gag. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this was like the first track I heard uh, from it. Uh, I think it. I think it was like one of Pitchfork's like tracks of the week or something. It was like there, it was um. I don't know if it was this song, but it's like it made their top thirty of two thousand fifteen. Yeah, something like that. But I saw this like I heard this in May. And it was just like, oh, wow, that was a thing that I listened to. And then to my dismay, like seven months later, I had to listen to it again. A couple I times. <laughs> I gave this album five listens, I'll have you know. I gave it more than that. I, I gave it five twice in headphones. <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean, like when I lay, like, yes, like I said, when I first uh, like in, in my first impressions, when I first turned on, it was like, oh, hey, I remember the Penny and Stocking soundtrack. <laughs> Tell and in fact, I am damn sure there is a song on that soundtrack that sounds exactly like this song. I think yeah. it's the exact same thing. Let's see. What did I think about this song? This song is one of the songs I thought it was okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's... it's not one of the worst offenders, I don't think. Oh boy. Um but it's it's definitely like over repetitive. And even like the the main riff is definitely just like the the bouncing rhythm gets old. Do 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 do. <laughs> so does anyone remember like a couple of years ago, I don't know if, how much you listen to pop radio, but there was a dance track that had no real chorus and somehow got popular. It was, um, I believe it was called animals by Martin Garrix. If I'm remembering the right song. And it does that like ravey build up that. Um, not ringing a bell to me. Yeah. I, you're going to have to splice that one into the, the middle of the (laughs) middle of the podcast. The uh, <laughs> probably the one of the funniest parts of the production of this is the second um, verse where it, it starts that really sad sounding like it clap that it adds to the mix, <laughs> like from well, a really like, clinky drum machine. <laughs> there, there's definitely like some of that. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know the 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 artifacts. I guess they, they. I feel like they use a lot of like digital production artifacts. Uh, within like each of the songs like mm. having having uh like you said like the drums be the drums sound like really crappy <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, I mean 808s don't have to sound bad but they will if you use that clap sound <laughs> yeah <laughs>
if uh, so, if, if that was if that was what you guys thought of of every night, which was uh, uh, what about what about beautiful track number two? My first thought listening to this track was, oh, it's gonna keep doing this. <laughs> that was that was my very. Fr- I hated this song. <laughs> so, Polly said she listened to it several times with headphones. Um, I listened to, I lost count actually of how many times I listened to this, but I only listened to them in with headphones today in preparation for this podcast. And had I listened to it with headphones before, I probably wouldn't have wanted to listen to it at all <laughs> anymore. Yeah. And this song really just made it worse. Like it, I don't think it's using a panning effect at the beginning of it, but it's, it sounds feels like you're getting assaulted from all sides, just like the you know I guess the different tonal ranges and intensities, all these just this mash of just shit hammering you, and like especially with those weird auto tuned like twisted into almost unrecognizable territory baby cooing sounds, I guess <laughs> that the female vocalists are that they're, that they're using kind of as the beat for this intro. I just, it did not make me feel good at all. <laughs> so, sorry it took you to a bad place. There is a little bit of panning there. Yeah, see, yeah. I, I couldn't really tell. I mean, there's some other parts on the album where it's pretty obvious panning, but this is just like, am I hearing actual panning or am I just getting a sensory overload from this? It, it's like a Leslie speaker simulator kind of sound. <laughs> Polly, what do you think? Uh, I don't like this track. I think it's awful. Like I haven't, I cannot muster other words for this track other than like, wow, you you tried. Which is funny because I think actually beyond every night, this is actually the like second most popular. Uh, this has like a couple of remixes by like pretty Ah! pretty big uh, pretty big uh, uh, DJs and stuff like that. This is probably like. Even outside of PC music, maybe. There that old trope tra- that the, if you're that old trope remix, that the second <laughs> the second track is always the most popular. If you're gonna remix shit from this album, there are actually better tracks to do that with. And this yeah. like why would you use this one? This is like just this is just like noisy, basic, banal shit. I, I think it's remix fodder because there's parts of this that have really sparse instrumentation, so you can pull the vocals out really easily yeah. and put your own instruments underneath it. Look, look, check it out. I got I, I bought Fruity Loops, guys. <laughs> uh, by the way, this song is pretty much only forever together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the counter would be going up like crazy. Those yeah. words, those words lose all meaning by the time we're <laughs> like at the first I... chorus, if if you can even call it that. Like in in so much as this song has structure. Yeah, I don't know. I think my ultimate problem is I could appreciate this whole thing as sort of a post-ironic art project. Yeah, as as much as I kind of want to punch myself in the kidneys for saying post-ironic art, <laughs> but. The problem is, is that it's so fucking repetitious. Yeah, it's like it's like, I don't know, this song in particular isn't the one that earned my ire. I just kind of find this song forgettable and uninteresting. Oh, man. And it's only track two. So um, I think for me, the most interesting thing and I had to look up um, 
Ishkur's Guide to Electronic Music. So that shows you how much of a poser I am when it comes to like electronic music instrumentation. But the um, the Hoover sound, um, which is uh, supposedly from a Roland Alpha Juno series synthesizer, mm-hmm. or at least that's the sound they're trying to emulate. That's actually like one of the more interesting things and probably less abrasive parts of the track. Um, if that doesn't ring a bell, it's that sound that like picks up. I want somebody to sample that and use that in a song. Hey, I did. Maybe I we did can get make them a, to do that. I did make a three-minute noise track out of John Thayer laughing. So true. don't tempt me. You got a. You got a. You got a new project. This could be your second project <laughs> under that pseudonym. I want to see. I, I. I feel like this is the like Jason Pollock. Like, yeah, I could do that moment where where Taylor goes off and produces an entire PC music inspired uh, album. God. <laughs> uh, except mine wouldn't. Okay, I'll save my judgment for the end. Yes. <laughs> that sound, and then... It's like somebody uh, choking on water going add down the that, wrong pipe. Add that <laughs> sound to your project as well, Taylor. Oh, boy. Uh, this is going to be a... I just want this entire podcast to be boner making weird guttural sounds. <laughs> oh, this is so worth it. Oh, uh, my... Uh, my involvement in my involvement in the ALC is going to just devolve into me making found footage music. So in essence, I'm going to become a vaporwave artist now. <laughs> and we'll review it in two months. <laughs> okay. Well, well, well that, that implies guys... I'll finish it in less than two years. It's big. Everything is stars and stripes. A cow girl is getting drunk tonight. It's big. Everything is stars and stripes. A cow girl is getting drunk tonight. It's big. Everything is stars and stripes. A cow girl is getting drunk tonight. It's big. Everything is stars and stripes. A cow girl is getting drunk tonight. Well, if, if you guys uh, didn't like Every Night and Beautiful, what about USA? Was that the track that brought it all back to you? That was the okay, one you fell in love with? Hold on. I- I'm going to whisper this. I- I'm going to turn the pad on my microphone real quick. Okay. I'm going to whisper this. I'm going to get really close to the microphone. I'm going to whisper this. Fuck this song! Oh, my God! Here's <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, do you, uh, uh, what do you really think about this track? It's great. I listen to it every day. I don't skip it every time I had to listen to this album. (laughs) I, I think the concept's cute. And I that's kinda, that's I, a good summary of this whole album, actually. Well, is I well. think the concept's cute. I think that's like a good, a good summary of of PC music, actually. I think this song's concept is really cute, but it goes nowhere doing it. 
There's actually, uh, I think it was two years ago, not 2015, but 2014 on Thanksgiving, they did a live video show. Mm -hmm. uh, and GFOTY specifically did a live version of this. And so it's literally just her and a fog machine and a whole bunch of lights for like four minutes of her just going, let's that's, um, that's so guess, edgy of her, by the way. It, it wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't for the suddenly ascending... Uh, just the way they bend that up at the end of every phrase. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like a... It's like a guitar pedal who just discovered a shifter. <laughs> no, and and that's it. Remind that I was just about to say this song reminded me of someone who just learned like three Fruity Loops tricks. That's exactly one. Of, that is exactly one of my notes. It says someone just started using Fruity Loops, and it's like, yeah, they figured out that pitch thing, and they were like, well, fuck it. I'm a, in I'm every a song, <laughs> on every note. Hey, when I started using Family Tracker and I figured out how to bend notes, listen to a few of those first covers and tell me I didn't add like sixteen extra fucking. Got some little frills. I think I only I think... ever used a bendy like once in Family Tracker. Um, I do think, as far from from what I know about PC Music Canon, that GFOTY <laughs> does her own production. Uh, so this might actually just be her own song. Um, I kind of like the disjointedness of it as well. I like so you know I, I, I'm you know I've actually got some positive stuff to say about this album in places, and I like I like this song's concept. It's simple, but it's it feels honest. If if that makes sense, like like I don't think this music is particularly bad and trying to be. I think it sounds like an honest effort and that she's like, you know, really going for it. Um, it's just kind of still bad, but yeah. I, don't, I don't hate it. I, I, I think it is going for bad. Um, I hesitate to call it a song. Yeah, it's not a song. It's it's like being at a really bad house party with like really like stark. The production on this is really stark. Um, I mean, any layering, it's just it's just like... Let's hammer you with every you know element on this track at full volume while listening to a bunch of vapid, unrelated conversations going on like around you. <laughs> and <laughs> and I swear to God, one of the so sounds on this is one of those. And I tried to look them up. I don't even know if these things have names. Those New Year's Eve metal grindy things you spin around and they make that <laughs> sound. There's another sound for your collage, Taylor. Mm. Count it. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, no, I it, I'm I'm going I'm going to need like the actual wave file of this when we're done. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I I definitely believe uh that, that that they're going for not not maybe going for bad. I guess I don't know if it I'm trying to think of whether if if I like I guess I'm like I get it. I'm in on the joke or whatever. Um like, if it wouldn't work as well, it is, like, grating, and these tracks being, like, three and a half minutes or something like that, and it's, like, super repetitive, but I don't know if the joke would work if it ju would just be, like, a minute or a 30-second thing. I think it needs to be the full track, the full album or something like that uh, to really be, like, the, the, like, parody or whatever. Well, when you say it like that, it sounds like they took a couple of musical skits and then stretched them out into full-length songs. 
that actually would would probably that that's probably what I think. This is just electronic. They can just like, all right, put it on a loop. There we go. It's, it's, it's slap that bars. out there. Why, why record 16 bars when you can just double up eight bars? There you go. Yeah, but then that, but then that turns this into the musical equivalent of movie 43. And as I told people when that movie came out, just because it's supposed to be bad doesn't make it less bad. It just makes it bad and pretentious. <laughs> Very go into the next track who's by my uh probably my my favorite of the the pc music production duo danny harl um and in my dreams is like uh i i think it's 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 more of like a slower buildup of, of the other tracks i feel it isn't like the same grading loop it kind of more builds up to this repetitive grading loop by the end of the song I I, for, I in my mind I switched the order of this and the track after it so um I don't know if the album would be improved by reversing that order um I don't have that much to say about this one yeah like this is like this is one of the, the tracks that I was always tempted to be like ah, I can press skip here and not miss a thing I think uh, this one I'm has some of the most you, li- lifeless vocals. Yeah. You, I'm impressed you suffered through the more grating ones, and this was the one you were just like, oh, I can't. It's just, I gotta get it feels so, like, lackadaisical. Like, it's just going nowhere. It's just being like, hey, I'm a song, and I'm just being lazy. How's it going? This song is the Napstablooke of, of this <laughs> album. Okay. Uh, one of these days... One of these days, I'm going to record an Undertale-themed album. There you go. And by one of these days, I mean never, because that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> I I think uh, the one thing I'll point out is I think In My Dreams might feature one of the first like talking interludes um, uh. that pop up on this album, or talk singing, or talk sing rhyming i don't want to call it like, it's not rap. even singing and it's, it's not rapping it's just it's literally talking. talk rhyming it's spoken word <laughs> and i think they might rhyme together and forever in the top pretty sure they, they do, do. Yep. Yes. they do just looked at them i mean they don't do it right after they don't do it one after another but the verses are broken up into two stanzas and the rhyme yeah. scheme of the second replaces together with forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like to think that this entire track is just talking and then they pitch shifted it to make it sound like lyrics. Every time we say together forever, I've been taking a drink. 
for these God. Cats are we're gonna we're gonna lose Byron by our about track six. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yeah. yeah, you see, I actually had to swap out my traditional podcast whiskey with podcast coffee because I haven't been awake that long. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is like one of the rare times we've recorded a podcast during this is only the second time I've recorded a podcast during the day. Well, I don't feel bad about drinking, and you can't make me. Yeah, it's a Saturday. Who gives a shit? We will make you feel bad about this album, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, nope. No, I hope not, because that's not really what we're going for here. Well, you won't make me but feel bad as much as you make me feel like I accomplished my mission by suggesting this album. You had a mission. Not, Are you no. having a problem? <laughs> You know, I was just talking to myself about how I'm not going to do revenge albums oh, on this no. thing. Oh, oh no. I considered it. I, 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 did. <laughs> I seriously thought about it. I mean, look, Some, I, I, I this, this, it is something that, like, I knew it was going to be a little abrasive. <laughs> um, but it is also literally, like, on Spotify, one of the albums that I listened to the most in 2015. And, like, they... PC music has the most listens of anyone on SoundCloud. So like I can I just I tell you take it seriously. I don't know about anyone else in the internet. Can I just tell you what I think about that? That's nuts. I thought it was going to be a fart sound. No. Ugh. I had to keep and, it in context. No, they they took away they took <laughs> away her fart piano. <laughs> no, I still have it. Um so, so moving in my on. Dreams is okay. In my dreams in is my, okay, but just, just okay. okay. <laughs> just okay. Attachment, which I which I feel like is kind of the slow jam middle of uh, of the album. Uh, again, a Hannah Diamond track uh, who opened us up, um, and her being paired with Ag Cook. Um, uh, this is the closest to an actual song structure I think we've come so far, and we're halfway through the album. Um, <laughs> I, the vocals and lyrics put me to sleep, though. <laughs> yeah, this this song is boring. <laughs> Not only do they rhyme together and forever, but they also rhyme baby with crazy. Oh Which isn't really a rhyme. <laughs> it's also the longest song on the album, yeah, by the yeah. way. And oh, does it feel like it? I don't hate this song, though. Like, I, I, I never had the urge to skip it. It's just like, you know, when a song's got bad lyrics, that's not one of the things that'll make me usually skip a song on an album if I, you know, think that, like, you know, the song and the structure or sound, like, I think this is perfectly, you know, it's a passable song, and it's, you know, it's not anything I'm going to throw on and 
you know, jam out to by myself, but I don't think it's bad in the overall concept of things. Like, if this is, like, what you're going for, like, it, it's the first... I mean, I guess it's the first time that this album tried to poke a little bit at making sense to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's It's supposed to be this sweet love song or, you know, about a relationship that's kind of either lost its luster or ended badly or whatever, but the the singer is still, you know, still loves this person or at least looks back on the relationship fondly, but it's just the most dreary, depressing, gray-sounding thing. So I, I guess it's successful in that regard, <laughs> for that mood it's trying to evoke. And uh, But it's like, it, I mean, it sounds like, a, a you know, a, a tainted romance song that kind of exists in the universe of 1984, like yeah. I swear, those are boot supposed to be boot steps. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> at this the beginning is, of every measure in the chorus. This song is the new age pop music equivalent of a mid album power ballad from any given eighties <laughs> hair metal band. <laughs> yes, yes, that is exactly that is exactly what I think this is. <laughs> it's just like. Uh, I, I, I like that they swap the like the talking interlude instead with the like lullaby pitch shifted up interlude they do before they do the final chorus uh, there at the end. Right. That's uh. Now that, that you that's... say lullaby, this does kind of sound like a Raffy song. <sighs> I I feel like that's what they're they're going for. <laughs> uh, definitely with with this. There's like something. There, there's something to that i don't know there there it's def- like especially like we were talking with every night like i think the hannah diamond is some kind of like persona of definitely like high school love or something like that and i think this kind of like fits into that narrative of like high school attachment uh and like yeah young- the song title really says it you know yeah and i feel like that's like i don't know attachment even even as like a a concept. I don't know. I, I haven't thought about something like that with with people in relationships. I think since like <laughs> high school, um, as much since I recorded Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. Yeah, before. Yeah, sometimes since then. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's more of a, a a young love, I think, concept. Yeah. Uh, I just think the mood gets ruined a little bit just because of how bad some of the lyrics are. And I specifically highlighted this one. I knew you were around because when you spoke, I heard a sound. And after that, I wrote, ha, 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 because this lyric is laughable. That's pretty fucking bad. Uh, That's like, okay, so there are, that is now in the ranking for uh, worst lyric I've ever heard. <laughs> but it does, I, but I mean, the weirdness by the Stooges does have some, you know, oh, yeah. pretty stiff competitions. Yeah. Because Iggy's dick is turning into a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would definitely compare the, the musical genius of PC music to the musical genius of, of Iggy Pop. Uh, very comparable. Very comparable. <laughs> On that album, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's not a not a bad comparison. <laughs> All 
I just I want to go back in time and sort of like ego dominate Steve Albini in the recording of that record, just so I could know what was going through his mind. Yeah, just it's like because, paycheck. just because, another paycheck. Because <laughs> I mean, he's not the kind of producer that stamps a fingerprint on anything. But what was he thinking when he was sitting there, like, oh my god. I'm watching one of my favorite bands in history die in the studio. <laughs> well, I, I think there's there's there it, it music music is like weird in that like it, it I feel like there's there's always like intention and then at the end of the day like you produce the thing, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's like you have like this great band and obviously people geniuses and Steve Alvini, obviously like, like great producer. And so putting it all together, it still produces like this turd sandwich. And so what happens like maybe, and so I don't know, bad music happens to the, the best of people. So maybe going for the worst of uh intentionally going for the worst of music maybe that's just as valid or not um or maybe or maybe we shouldn't put that stuff out for people to actually consume (laughs) let's produce it let's make it but let's not actually make people buy it leave it to the next next month on the next month on the album listening club the shags oh god We're going. We're going deep here on the Soxcast podcast listening club now. <laughs> deep in the crates. <laughs> top man, top shop, top gun. Fake Prada, fake Louis, fake Zara. the fuck the next song is called oh my god yes uh wannabe which like yeah if you guys were lulled to sleep by in my dreams and attachment uh this one will like this will wake you right the fuck up yeah this is disjointed as fuck and i love it for it because it's a train wreck uh i did i did write my notes for this song are fuck this song in a smaller font Because this this song is only going to the eighth circle of hell. <laughs> I like it. I think it's broken and stupid and 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 like in like all the right ways for me. I actually really like this track. So a recurring theme on this album is every time I think it's trying to do something intelligent, the more I analyze it, the more it's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. It starts off with, I don't want to be a twin, I just want to fit, 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 fit in. And I'm like, okay, they're talking about commercialism, and then it, like, it wasn't until I listened to it today I realized they're following it up with, like, these jeans or something stupid like that. 
Guys, do you get the mall theme yet? Maybelline, yeah, Maybellicious. Maybelline, Maybellicious. Oh, I mean, no, no, it, it's going for one of those like, um, fake commercials in a dope dystopian '80s movie, kind of like if Max Headroom was a teenage British girl. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, but, the song became amazing when you said that. Yeah. I think but, that I think that those are the eyes that I saw but, this from. But with, I think it's with... but I think it's just a little too on the nose. Like like it's almost like it's a little too sincere to be like that winking and nodding kind of ha ha ha. You know, this is a joke. It's like how fucking weird this is. It's like no, nah, I think they're being sincere sometimes. Lip gloss twins. No, it's it's so that's this is this is definitely I, I think like one one of the out of like kind of the more disjointed tracks on the album. I feel like this is is the one that like uh, I feel works the best. And like e- even though it is it is like grating, it stops and starts and it's doing all sorts of stuff. Like uh, I feel like it really does like come together into this like um maybe it works in like service of like the over commercialized lyrics and all the like mall and jeans and stuff like maybe that it's it maybe like, maybe it's maybe it's maybelline maybe <laughs> it'd be funny if they sampled maybelline by chuck berry yeah something tells me they don't want to get their pants suit off <laughs> something because I say... nobody, nobody's gonna hear this right i mean it's only pitchfork's top 30 of 2015 <laughs> And apparently the most listened to album on SoundCloud. Fuck me. <laughs> uh, this is what they meant when they said the internet was destroying the music industry. <laughs> it's, it's not that people are stealing popular artist songs. It's that now anybody can just like shit out whatever they want and you know find an audience of hundreds of thousands of people. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I will now go, I can now start making dance music again. Because I I don't think I could make anything as vapid. <laughs> it it might be the you know anything you could do no matter how bad it is could still be the least worst of the most popular on Spotify or SoundCloud. <laughs> well, I I it, it it that's I I think that's definitely like the the question is like it if this was a joke or they started it as a joke, like two years ago, like it's like you said, they have a ton of fans and like, there are a lot of people who are listening to it. So like, at what point does a joke genre become a genre? At what point did weird Al Yankovic just become some guy with an accordion and like an, like a multi-platinum like recording artist. God. Uh, when he started making music, that was funny. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, are you telling me? Are you telling me that? Never mind. I'm not going to get into the semantics of the genius of uh, early Weird Al Yankovic albums. That's going to be not, my next fucking. Album. I'm not familiar with early Weird Al. Tell you the truth, in 3D is pretty good. <laughs> You're going to get it. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, um, one one of these is probably one of my favorite uh, tracks, and I think it is like the most. It, it's. It's like the hardest. I it, it, I don't think it would succeed as something I could just like send someone as an individual song. It's like I don't think I could send some this to someone as like their introduction to PC music and what it is. But I do think it is like one of the most PC music of the PC music songs on this album. Boy and girl. 
actually kind of going into like the the next one is is actually my least favorite or one of my least favorite tracks in the album i kind of want to know <laughs> what, what you guys think about it but bronze by thy slaughter i yeah yeah it sounds like trouble. a retread yeah there, it, well yeah there's not a lot to say about it it sounds like a retread of the first track which yep. since this is a <laughs> compilation why would why are you gonna pick out two songs that sound just about the same? Yeah, my note for this is we've already had this track four times. Yep. <laughs> I honestly couldn't. I don't remember what this track sounds like. It's another oh 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 oh. It's another one of those. Add that one to the sample kit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. The only thing that sticks out about me is just like the the overuse of boy and girl, 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 boy, 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 girl. You know, not not gay, not not two girls it, it or two boys. It is a very sci gendered song. Uh, yeah. Which I mean, I guess this this whole album really is is kind of along a very like boy girl uh, narrative. Yeah. Which is oh. interesting based on how many of the girls are actually boys pitch shifting their own vocals. Right. Well, it's it's that like uh I, I don't know. Uh it's like I, I feel like I'm treading dangerous ground here, but like <sighs> I, I, I think there is something it is that like that like high school innocence or something like that. And it isn't like Maybe in pop culture yet we don't have it is more of that like boy girl and more boy boy girl girl is still like this risque. Could you have I don't know. I, I Well, because that's what sells, even though like a lot of the people who make electronic music I mean, some of that stuff probably came out from gay culture, but yeah, you know, the yeah. straights have right. to buy it for it to be successful. It it I don't I don't know if like I, I'm I'm trying to think of like how how this would be different or how i would perceive it i guess if it wasn't as like explicitly side-gendered even though it obviously is like every hannah diamond track is obviously her pining for like boys specifically they're not it's not just love it's always specifically like boy love or something yeah yeah she's it sounds creepier when you put it that way yeah <laughs> she is the she is the she is the uh she wants some boy love and she wants it now she she is like she's like a character from mean girls <laughs> Oh wow! Ouch! Yeah, I, it's definitely no. I I think you're definitely right. It is that. Like, I think I've hit the. I think I've hit the nail on the head with this entire album. It's is, the new girl. It's new girl in town pining after the popular boy. Um, no, that's that's like exactly that's. So that's does exactly. that make the lip gloss twins Regina George? Ouch! <laughs> I mean, if this is the logic I'm following, yeah, you absolutely, you absolutely nailed it. <laughs> I think we finally figured out the hidden brilliance of PC music, you guys. It's all, we've, it's all an elaborate. <laughs> we've gotten, we've gotten to the, we've gotten to the center of the earth here. The Bible code. <laughs> Bible code. <laughs> uh, this is, we are in, we are in meme hell. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> the fucking Bible code. Uh, it's like um, zeros and ones. I think I even saw it too. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no such thing as two. Thank you. 
one of me, an MP3, 320KB, yes, you know that I feel kinda real, kinda real. What about the next track? Carrie Baby, A.G. Cook, and Hannah Diamond, which is interesting that they're both like actually credited uh, yeah. rather than just it being like a Hannah Diamond track. But what, what, did, you, what did you read between the lines in this one? I'm the most vapid song ever written. Which is kind of funny because I wrote the closest thing to an okay song on this wow. whole fucking thing. <laughs> See, look at that. <laughs> if only, this, if... I, I feel bad for Byron. <laughs> If, o- this. if only if only because if only i mean i didn't read the lyrics for any of this so i'm sure look i'm sure there's probably just make up lyrics here, here, here. Wait, wait 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 i don't want to be a dvd with an mp3 on a usb there i just told you the fucking lyrics to this song. <laughs> be with a girl like me <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i don't know i think I think it works. I really do. <laughs> I, I, it, it doesn't hurt that this is one of the shorter of, songs on the album. As long as I get each of you by the end of this to admit that there's one song that you kind of almost think works, right, then right. I will disappear in a puff of pink and purple glitter and fly away into the wind. You do okay. that anyway. You've done that ever since I've known you, Byron. Okay, if you knew how much New Wave was in my Spotify playlist, it's not that hard. <laughs> I only listen to New Wave from Germany, so over there they call it Neu Wave. Ah. Uh, you know what I did there? Yeah, yeah. I, I see. It's a language thing that I did. Yeah. You're, you're the coolest. I am. But uh, not as cool as... Get that, get that Neue Deutsche Harte. <laughs> Quite a different genre altogether. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, but it's also mostly about sex, so I'm seeing a connection nonetheless. <laughs> this is definitely this is definitely all about sex. In the same way that like uh that what what was that song? The Barbie Girl by Aqua or oh, whatever. Oh god. And that uh, is what most of this reminded me of. Yeah. And I kept getting flashbacks to that. And it's like, this oh, is God. so that like yeah, that happy hardcore, that Euro Euro techno, like over overproduction, like uh no, that's that's so much. Yeah, that's this this song in particular reminded me, I think, of like of Barbie Girl. Uh in like uh Yeah, uh, like this, I was that's the worst of the vibes that I got from this song. Honestly, this whole thing just reminds me of the Venga Boys. Oh, mm. yeah, but, but but those songs were like they sincerely wanted you to buy them. They didn't sound like something where the artist has contempt for their listeners and want to subject <laughs> them to oral torture. Uh, contempt for our listeners. So this, so there were actually two Pussifer albums last year. Is what I'm is what I'm deciding. Oh, that's mean because the Pussifer album's good. Look, it, 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 it was good, but Maynard has contempt for his listeners. Oh, absolutely. Yes. 
But I think, look, it's like, it's like, it's like Hannah Diamond sings in this very song. I don't want to be an MP3 320 KBP. We can all relate to that, you know. Oh uh, my God! Is that seriously? Uh, okay, I mean, wow. Oh, they went. They... Yeah, this isn't 192 KBB. Fuck that noise. We have standards. Yeah. Fuck this podcast goes out at 64, man. <laughs> oh, it's a podcast that doesn't need to be that high. <laughs> can you just up the sampling for you when you do? The vocal samples that that boner's been been. Oh, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna send her this this raw. Yes, great. Oh wait, we we haven't mentioned the. I I don't. <laughs> I, I don't think I need something in 32 bit floating point and 192 kilohertz to make something out of this. <laughs> just take this whole episode and make something fucking weird. I don't care. <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm going to borrow my D and D group's DJ equipment and just like mix it live. <laughs> Do it on Twitch wait, Creative. Wait, wait, does that DJ equipment belong to the bard in the group? Uh, no. Ah, damn it! It so belongs. Close. It belongs to the warrior named Sabin. That's original. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sobbing at how original that is. Oh. <laughs> You're welcome. Rough. But rough kind of like this track. You know, it uh this is definitely I think one of the ones that like that that kind of grates on me. Not even like music-wise, but I think it is like this is the one that for me even uh I think is like too much of the girly poppy um like high school vibe like this is this is the point where i feel in the album like that the girly high school vibe like jumps the shark if 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 you're talking about don't want to slash let's do it right no i'm talking about carrie baby i think don't let's do it is just the the next track okay i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry go back to deuce at the the right there at the end yeah okay well, I just want to say, like, the baby voice that keeps getting sampled, and, I mean, yeah, on the whole album, but it specifically stands out here, because the song itself is so bubblegum, I guess, in middle of the road, that there's not that much to say about it, but the baby voice kind of underlines the infantilization of, like, relationships and boy and girl and things that teenagers care about, that, like, the high school mentality that this song's... And if and trying if, to bring forward, and if you know, high school, for. and if high school mentality is not what they're going for, and it's just like supposed to just be the overall thoughts of women using that infantile kind of pitch shifting, it's just real fucking insulting. Yeah, that sounds pretty gross. <laughs> and that's, 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 I think that that's sort of another vibe that I got from listening to this album that really rubbed me the wrong way. Was this like, yeah, it can be read as high school, but if it's not read as high school, it's really just fucking insulting and i hate that it's that contempt for their listeners thing that i was talking about <laughs> contempt for their female listeners contempt well uh, you know uh, besides like byron and myself what other <laughs> male listeners yeah good point story <laughs> you know but, I, uh, I feel bad i feel bad for the five-year-old whose parents played this for them and that five-year-old legitimately enjoys this because kids don't know shit about music. And ten years from now, that five-year-old is going to realize that she got played. And then she's going to go right for Pitchfork. 
who knows what horrible music genres we'll be able to invent 10, 20 years from now. I, yep. The kids yeah, but if, will, will create for us. Yeah, but if she wanted to write for Pitchfork, she'd talk about how PC Music Volume 1 is a masterpiece because Pitchfork is all about ironic nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That'll be it. It wait. I guess the what what will be important is in 2020 when they do their like decade retrospective. If this is, I wouldn't be surprised to see this peak up near the top as some like hidden gem of 2015. <laughs> Diamond in the rough. Uh, ooh, that was. Ah, uh, uh, that's I think in 10 to 20 years, we're going to be listening to um, the sounds of 56K modems dialing up and not even and not even like twisted into some other form of song, like how people do with like programming um, floppy drives to make music. No, no, just like dial up the modem, hold the mic up to it. And then like there's this whole subculture about, no, you've got to find the U.S. robotics when released in like 1997 because it makes this tone and just like no, no irony to it whatsoever. Yeah, Bonner, that happened six years ago. It was called dubstep. <laughs> Damn, son. Um... <laughs> Which, honestly, PC Music Volume 1 reminds me a lot of dubstep. <laughs> I think there is... No, but I, I think there's definitely a lot of uh, that vibe. Uh, that, like, bro... Not even dubstep, but I feel like bro-step or, like, the the... I don't know, the more, like, pop dubstep that, that got really popular in, like, 2013, 2014. Yeah, okay, go, yeah, go listen to Cracks by Flux Pavilion and tell me that's not the same song yes. as Every Night by Hannah Diamond. And that's, it's yeah, got definitely... five words, a really repetitive drum beat, and the same goddamn chords. <laughs> that's, like, Flux Pavilion is definitely, uh, like, one of the, produ- like, a producer that, that I'd compare, like, that there's like similar, some similar like vibes too. Yeah. <laughs> so we're now going we can hard go- on this podcast. So now we can get into Don't Wanna, Let's Do It. Uh, Again, the second track by Uh, G-F-O-T-Y. Polly, you know, I I interrupted you a little earlier when you were, you were laying it out. You want to, you want to follow up what you were saying? Uh, You said uh, that your goal by the end of this was to, 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 to get away with one of, with each of us admitting that we liked one track. Well, you got me. I like this one. This one's like my kind of just broken, completely, like no structure at all, 
just like repetitive nonsense. It's it it's it is bubblegum junk falling apart at the seams, but like the bubblegum's holding it together. <laughs> Whereas like if like like say if you listen to Beck's first album, Mellow Gold, like that album sounds like it's a clangy mess falling apart, but like it's got some duct tape and screws holding it together. This is kind of like where I would make the comparison of this being like a big bubblegum mess of computer parts being stuck together by bubblegum and it's all just kind of making weird sounds and music and playing out random samples of family members conversations or something i wonder if you could use bubblegum to like substitute for um arctic silver thermal paste between your cpu and your cooler you want to try that on your next build and let us know how it goes yeah and i'll put it on twitch 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 builds a computer would be a really bad idea because the sugar would burn. Mm. Mm. I guess you could use sugarless gum, but that seems to have less elasticity. Yeah, good point. I don't know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend that. And I would not <laughs> recommend that to our listeners uh, at home. I would. Go I would do actually, it, everybody. I would specifically recommend it to our listeners to do that. Uh, okay. You can so... sample, sample the burning and popping sounds and, and make, a, <laughs> make an album out of it. And then collaborate with PC Music. <laughs> I recorded uh, 42 minutes of my air conditioner running once and was going to release that as an album as a joke, but I never did it. Yeah, except that would probably be considered high art among some people. <laughs> yeah, music could, concrete. You could get them to, maybe you could get PC music to remix it. Hey! Oh, oh, boy and girl together forever. Oh. Uh, I even have lyrics now. Oh, no. <laughs> this is gonna be a fucking train wreck (laughs) yes Uh, do it i'm gonna gonna have to leave the internet forever after um, (laughs) after we get done recording this i just won't tell anybody it was well okay they're gonna listen to this and they're gonna know so (laughs) sorry boner okay let's do it don't want to do it what this song sounds like i have an akai mpc in front of me Uh uh-oh what this song sounds like is somebody handed me this thing and didn't tell me what uh didn't tell me what sample was loaded into the pads <laughs> and I just had to play live on the MPC not knowing exactly what was going to happen. Can you do and that I for think, us now? Uh well, I mean, I'd have to figure out how to get Oh, uh, okay. Some audio I thought I thought you'd right? already prepared that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought we were going to live. She, she just Taylor wanted to, musical interlude. She just okay. wanted to brag about having that piece of gear. It's what musicians well, not, do. Yeah. Mine but, is really no, cheap. I, I definitely it's nothing think, to brag about. <laughs> I I definitely think this is like it. It is like very like discongruous, and it feels like there's like a bunch of random stuff. Uh, I I also think that this is like a lot like a lot more like kind of the production that I've seen, like I was mentioning like the live sets by A.G. Cook and Danny Harl. And I feel like this kind of like start and stop and like never really like totally going. I don't know. Like some of the songs like kind of are off kilter, but kind of by the end of the song, like come together in that, like in the hook, some of the songs actually have a hook. And this is one of the songs that like, doesn't really ever approach full like hook, I guess. Um, even like for what it has as a chorus or what counts as a chorus. 
this is just like obviously oh. very abrasive. Uh, yeah. Just like I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Can so, uh, so I, can you tell me what the significance of uh, her finding the sandwich is? <laughs> I mean, I assume I've never. Who would eat a found like, sandwich? <laughs> I I like I I mean I assume that like this is literally just supposed to kind of be like not like stream of consciousness, but it's just like drunk girl logic, like techno song or something like that it's Basically, just some like girl who's like i want a sandwich like can you get me a cab That's exactly I, thought saying, I thought she was saying Let's can you give me a can that. because she's talking about how pepsi makes her thinner mm. see you see when i'm this drunk i usually ask for mcdonald's french fries <laughs> <laughs> that's just so good like, i'm gonna get some after we're done recording i think yeah, I think Jim Gaffigan said it best when he said, has your mother ever made anything as tasty as a McDonald's french fry? <laughs> oh, sad but true. Sad but true. <laughs> I, I prefer checkers. Let's do it. Let's do it. What's, what's oh, checkers? Uh, it may be called rallies in your part of the world. Well, I've been to rallies before in Michigan, but we don't have those here. <laughs> I, only... I also... I often forget you guys come from the part of the world where Carl's Jr. is called Hardee's. <laughs> the redneck part of the world. Yeah. We don't have either of those. No, uh, basically just the Midwest because it's Carl's Jr. on the East Coast, too. I don't, I've never seen a Carl's Jr. Well, not like they're not in the Northeast. They're in the North, the East, South, Southeast. Uh, they're guess. in Toronto, believe it. They're in Toronto, believe it or not. <laughs> podcast is getting a stream of conscious as this song (laughs) (laughs) at least they don't say together forever in this song a good point point. we've been deficient of together forevers ever since uh attachment (laughs) (laughs) hey Uh, if you ask me if i want to listen to pc music volume one again i would say i don't want to do it I knew he was gonna say that. Uh... <laughs> not, not to belabor the joke too much, you know, because you got to throw subtlety completely out the window when you're you're dealing with this album. We've come, I think, full full circle all the way, you know, all to the the final track. Probably, probably my 
my other favorite, maybe my second favorite of the one, this is probably the one that like I have on my starred list on Spotify and I actually like loop fairly often because uh, I like it a lot uh, and I think it's like super, I think it's like really catchy and fun. Um, Laplander by Easy Fun, which I don't even know. That's probably like one or both again of the producers. Easy Fun. Easy uh. Fun. <clears throat> so who wants to start us off? I mean, I, uh, I, as I said, I, I definitely love it. And I think this like pulls in some kind of the best, like the techno influence and the, like the, the bouncing beat. I don't know. I, I, I really enjoy it. I think that it's another song that actually attempts song structure and actually has like, you know, some competent production behind it. Um, I don't like the lyrics at all. The vocals are terrible. They use um, together, yep. but they don't rhyme it. They don't rhyme it. And so, it's the only, it's swing the and only a miss. time together and forever, not together. Forever. <laughs> together. Road hard and put away wet, man. And nothing is forever. Maybe that's the <clears throat> final lesson that PC Music had for us in the, the Bible code. <laughs> I think we this did, song... <laughs> I think when I was getting ready to do this podcast and I listened to this song again, I think it made me realize how sick I am of this whole, I guess, little niche of music. Um, and part of what made me realize that is on SoundCloud, the uh, the graphic uh, for this track. Um, it's a plane crashed in the ocean and there's people yeah. in bathing suits like sliding down the emergency escape slide like it's a beach party or whatever. And... Um, this finally just coined a term in my phrase, which I wrote in all caps at the top of my um, notes that I've been ra- rustling around the entire uh, time. Uh, this is Banksy music. Yes. And that, and that image just encapsulated it for me. Wow. Oh, I love it. No, that's... That's so I mean, fucking fitting. And, and after that, by, this, uh, by my notes for this song I wrote, this is the most cynical, disingenuous, nihilistic attempt at making pop music that I've ever been subjected to. Yeah. yeah. If, if, if the lyrics... That, there's your back-of-the-box quote. <laughs> if the lyrics and vocals didn't exist, I would probably like this a lot more. Yeah. <clears throat> this is Taylor, a... what a... <laughs> how, do you, how can you follow up Boner's uh, amazing little dissertation there? Uh, this song is completely forgettable. It's a, uh, I don't know. It doesn't grate on me as the worst of this album did, but I, this was another, this was another song. I had to listen to this bef- right before we started recording because I didn't remember what this song sounded like. <laughs> you mean you didn't remember that? <laughs> okay. And, and I mean, we make fun because everything has the same tonality but there are specifics that distinguish them occasionally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think at the end, like it, it almost like starts to turn into a better song. Like those those dreamy chords, are just like you know, chill out, down tempo. It's like you know, wound to a stop, and it's like where was? Like I don't, I'm not familiar with any of Ag Cook and what the fuck ever the other guys called music. I mean, I guess they're capable of making compelling soundscapes but that's not what they want to put you through like they saved <laughs> that for the last they saved that for the last 30 seconds of the album yes 
that music it, and tonality and use of the soundstage. They saved all of that talent for the last 30 seconds of the album. It all came together, and you just get, like, that's it. You just get 30 seconds of the hook of, like, actual real production and pop. And then you just had to wade through the, like... The, they give you a the, reach around at the end. <laughs> yes. Uh. It, it is a little musical reach around. This is, they, uh, they, t- uh, they took Arlie, they took Arlie Ermy's advice and gave us the courtesy of a reach around. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a nice, it's a nice way to end it. And it's like, I think it's interesting. Cause like, don't want to, don't want to let's do it is, is it's almost like it, kind of like I was saying, Carrie baby is like the point where I, I almost can't take like some of it. Uh, the, the kind of like, the the saturated like the super saturated like Hannah Diamond style the don't want to let's do it is this like super grating disjointed song and then Laplander is like where it brings you back uh, and I think it it's it is like you said like the 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 end of it is kind of there to serve to remind you that like maybe this is all a joke but also these people can make like some good music for forty five seconds. <laughs> If you liked that shit, please enjoy this completely different sounding thing. Please go listen to this other thing that we released that's not mm. this. <laughs> you gotta you, you if if it was just an hour of music that you enjoyed, then maybe you wouldn't have enjoyed that last thirty seconds as much. That little oasis in the desert. Man, so you this, gotta you gotta say this... we gotta have the good with the bad. Yes, exactly. If exactly. if this would have been an hour long, I would have killed you. <laughs> Thankfully, this is, is only a, 10 tracks. It's only it's a half an hour. Yeah, this you're is right. a 29-minute album. Thank the fucking Lord. Uh, That's true. Yeah. Well, uh, when it's obviously it's... when Volume 2 comes out, then, then there will be... I'm going to put a, a preemptive ban on us listening to that. <laughs> on them releasing it to the internet. <laughs> yeah, I wish the I could. The polyhammer comes down. Well, you know, it's that SJW censorship. There you go. There you go. Yes, I, I've got I've got my SJW bat, and I'm going to use it to <laughs> smash their servers. <laughs> because we've decided that this this music is um, condescending to women. Yeah, we got to censor the fuck out of it. <laughs> and that's how uh, they win. Um, so so, what do we got? Let, let me hear let me hear everyone's uh, final thoughts. I want I want I want Polly's. Polly's final thoughts last. You want uh, my final thoughts on the album? Well, uh, no, I want yours last, though. Oh, you want I'll mine last? Okay. Yeah, I want yours last. All right. I want to build up to it. All right. Um, when he, Taylor Boner, you want to interject, though? So has anybody been to the website for uh, PCMusic.info? <laughs> I, yes. I think I did, but I don't remember anything. <laughs> It's oh, wow. funny that you put it that way because there's not that much there. <laughs> wow, I'm going to bet it looks like it came out of 1995's Butthole. No, not really, because like oh. that would actually be kind of endearing. I mean, like yeah. it would be better as a fucking GeoCities My First Web Page Builder. Oh. See, I was kind of hoping that would it's, be it. It's yeah. it's a blank white page with blue aerial bold text, and it just has links. Yeah, it's just list of the artists, and then like if you click on one, it expands, and you can go to their Twitter or SoundCloud. But um, so I will say that a lot of these, if you hit the ones in italics, um, 
those are like mini sites that they've done for like each of the different singles that they've been releasing. So they have one for like lip gloss tunes wannabe. They have like uh, in my dreams, Danny Harl. So they do these weird. Yeah. Very like geo cities, uh, 1998 website, uh, like mini sites for each of their like singles. That's like how they release them usually with an embedded oh. like SoundCloud instead of an embedded like dot wave file. Yeah. So I didn't want to go too deep into the rabbit hole of, you know, this record label and uh, E.G. Cook and um, Danny Harl, um, because I followed one of those links to a SoundCloud on that, um, uh, on PCMusic.info, and um, I found a remix of Bring Me to Life by Evanescence in this style. Mm. And, oh, man. <laughs> and, and see, like, when I was... <sighs> I think I know what we're closing this episode out with now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so like the first time a couple of times I realized this or first couple of times I listened to this, I was playing like ease or whatever, and um you know, SoundCloud it like goes off and plays related tracks. So I thought this album was actually longer than it was. And then when it started playing a remix of Wannabe by the Spice Girls, I was like, Wait, wait a minute. Wait this a is, minute. Wait, which actually wasn't that bad of a remix, honestly, but it that actually kind of fits more. Um <laughs> I can't, and I can't remember the name of the artist who did the Evanescence thing. I think it's like Spank Me or something, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. <sighs> I, I just don't know. I mean, that's, that's the on the nose, you know. It's just like, ha-ha, you're an idiot for listening to this. And I mean, anytime I think this thing's doing something intelligent... It's just like, no, it really is that vapid and stupid. I mean, it, you know, the, the Wikipedia... Um, article for AJ AG Cook points out that he is a Tim and Eric fan. Which oh. didn't surprise me that much mm-hmm. when I learned that. Gotcha. I think I think there's a lot of that in, in the like PC music like brand, if you will, the like aesthetic of PC music is is a lot of that like Tim and Eric style. And so not to go too far off on a tangent, um there is a related artist that um that is collaborating with A. G. Cook named QT, which um, I learned that is not um, a reference to the uh, toolkit for making um, graphical applications in, uh, in Linux. Um, QT is... It's a fake persona um, fronted as a musical act by a performance artist whose real name I forgot to write down. Um. And she's basically like trying to be like Hatsune Miku, even though it's a real person and not a you know, not a CG character. Um, and she's singing in a British accent, and she says "boy, boy, boy," you know, as the number of times required by law for this kind of music to talk about a romantic context. And I'm having a trouble reading my notes because I, I wrote like in an angry scrawl o- over this. Um, she's actually American. Fuck this genre. Like she, she's she's affecting a British accent in this stupid vapid song, which sounds almost exactly like the Hannah Diamond tracks on this. Um, yeah. In fact, I might be able to pop a link into the uh, into the chat for you all to enjoy. But um, can't wait. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean. I try to analyze this stuff too much, and then it's like I feel like I'm I'm falling for the practical joke. That is this music. Um, 
but Byron did say he wanted to hear what we, um, you know, hear us say one good thing about at least one track on here. And I think I already did with um, Attachment. Um, because, you know, that one hits a mood that it, it kind of sounds sincere um, <laughs> and disjoint, not, not disjointed, but, you know, starkly contrasted to just how dreary and gray it is, um, which kind of enhances the feelings of, you know, depression and a relationship gone sour, um, you know, really vapid lyrics aside, I guess. But I guess I would say in conclusion, this is the most vapid thing I've listened to since Happy To Be Hardcore Chapter 3. <laughs> love it. I love it. You're, uh, you're, you're a champion for, for soldiering on through this album, Boney. Um, yeah, fuck you, Byron. <laughs> Taylor, what do you got? Sample uh, uh, <laughs> that. Pained size is what I've got. It sounds like you trapped me in an elevator for 30 minutes. And I was just listening to elevator music. That's that's kind of what I almost thought I would have to do to get to get y'all to like finish the album i was part of me was like expecting slash hoping that one of you would hit me on twitter and just be like i can't do this and i had a backup album planned even uh, polly can uh can tell me because i almost switched it out um on you guys um to make you listen to something more conventional but then then she counseled me wisely uh against switching it so that you guys could listen to this I spent the last two months thinking like this was a joke, like um, you secretly told them, okay, this is the album we're really listening to. Boner has to suffer through this crap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be a real good joke. That'd be a real good joke if we'd like if he hadn't just thought it up now. Damn it! (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. I, I. No, because like I want this show to be like the best and worst of us. Like if <laughs> if something's not going to click with us, like I want those honest reactions. I know that we're all mature enough here to understand that like not everybody's going to like everything. You know, so it's just like so even if I figured, okay, this episode might have a bit of a negative bent to it, but I think it's important to have those kinds of episodes too. Because yeah. we were fairly positive on the Deer Hunter and the Bus Driver record. And I thought, you know, like, you know, even though I were throwing Byron, you know, to, into the fire. As or or under be, the bus. Under the bus. Ah. Uh, uh, it's like a deer bus. in headlights with that one. Oh, oh, that's, nope, nope, nope. You can nope, stop now. Nope. <laughs> Do you think PC Music Volume 2 will be recorded on a Mac? They're going to call it PC Music Number 2. Well, (laughs) the beauty of it is that PC Music Volume 1 is like the compilation. It's the best of. Really, in the time span that these tracks are, there's like 30 or 40 really tracks in total of like that they produce. This is like the best of. Yeah. There's like, if you think there were some bad, there were some duds on this one, like. Wait till you see the real B sides. Um, maybe, maybe it's called PC music because they wrote an algorithm to just automatically generate bad music based on a set of samples they loaded into it. It's probably I don't like what Yuzo Koshiro did with Streets of Rage Three. 
Uh-huh. What's the Turing test of like how bad your music has to be to be able to prove <laughs> that it's like a human versus machine created? I think this music needs to be used as a Turing test. Like you have to listen <laughs> to this, and if you if you're like, yes, I believe this is something humans created, um, and it and it comes from a sincere place, then you're a yes, replicant. boy and girl. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think I didn't. Uh, let, let let's let's just sum this up. It's not the worst thing I've ever listened to. <laughs> it doesn't that, mean I don't hate us. <laughs> the faintest of praise uh, coming from Taylor, but but damning honest faint praise. <laughs> yeah, put the honest, uh, an honest opinion nonetheless. Pa- Polly, what do you think? That's that's all I got. Was that was that the world's tiniest fart? Okay, that one was a little more. <laughs> see there, see I'm. This is a sampler. I'm doing the same thing that they did to make this music, and already, <laughs> I'm way more entertaining. <laughs> you know, if I like wait, put, wait, if you I had put a few more that. semitones wait, into you... this thing, I could I could play Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> you were you you had a riff there. I, I was I was kind of getting into it. Now track together and forever over it. <laughs> Mario and Peach together forever. <laughs> so is that all of our thoughts? Is that all all of us have to say about Giant Volume One? Ways. I uh, uh I I I appreciate the three of you going along uh with me on this ride. Like I I I definitely did expect that this was gonna be. <laughs> gonna elicit uh an interesting reaction from all three of you but 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 i i i am impressed that you you found some uh some tracks that you liked it's uh i i hope for like the the people out there listening uh along to the album listening club like after after obviously all of the accolades that that this one's free by the way folks yeah (laughs) you should should definitely you know if you weren't already convinced by polly taylor and boner um Go check out PC Music Volume One. It's on SoundCloud. It's on Spotify, even, and all of the like streaming stuff. For some reason, um, get your ten dollars a month worth uh, and listen to PC Music Volume One because it is definitely not like anything you probably listened to in the past year. I guarantee you that. It is definitely. It is definitely unique. <laughs> And that's and that's what I wanted to bring. I wanted to bring some some unique, uh, some unique music. Yeah. Uh, well, when I picked Deer Hunter, I picked Deer Hunter because I thought, here's a neat little band. I'm not sure any of them have heard before in any appreciable length, but I think maybe they'll like this. <laughs> Boner is just playing, or, or, or Byron's playing, little social experiment. I I had the first part. I I I had no reserve or no expectations about what you guys were gonna think about it, other than one of you breaking and begging me to choose another album, um, and none of you did. So so you were you were strong, and I look forward to who's 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 choosing the next album. Boner yeah. is Boner. Uh... I look forward to Boner's revenge album. Yeah uh, yeah. Look forward to two months from now when you all have to talk about John Tesh. Oh God. <laughs> Boner's already prepared bu- a bunch of positive comments he's going to lay on that album. Uh, 
I just, you know, I was, I, I keep joking about a specific black metal band being my revenge album, but I've decided they're too coherent. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but that has been us. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks everybody for joining. Uh, Byron Boner Taylor, thank you again for joining uh, me again on this wild little ride. Uh, Boner's got next pick, so catch us like. I don't know, a month from now, maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> we don't schedule this thing because life happens. And hey, you know, I want to listen to more Death Grips. Okay. <laughs>